You're listening to Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast where IT leaders exchange insights about issues around cloud architectures for the data center. And now your host, Alison Klein. Welcome to Conversations in the Cloud. I'm Alison Klein. Today we're with Gordon Half from Red Hat. Welcome, Gordon. Thank you. Why don't you tell the audience, if they haven't caught up with you at Red Hat, um, what is your role there and what area of technology are you focusing on? Well, the title I usually go by is Cloud Evangelist. And what that really means in English is I do a lot of our outbound product marketing, talk to people about cloud, tell them what it is, help them understand, most importantly, how they can use it to benefit their business. Where does Red Hat see its unique opportunity to deliver um, customer value in cloud? One of the ways that Red Hat, I think, stands apart when it comes to cloud computing really stems from our heritage and open source, open standards, interoperability. And that is that we provide management of cloud workloads, We provide the ability to write applications in your choice of languages and frameworks and really deploy those on whatever technology platform you want to. Obviously, we have our own virtualization, we have operating system, middleware, and so forth, but we don't force you to deploy onto a Red Hat technology platform. You can also deploy in VMware, you can deploy in your choice of public cloud provider. What are the challenges in terms of solution delivery that your area of the ecosystem is facing when we move to hybrid or federated cloud models? Well, there are, there are a number of challenges. I think one of the areas where cloud differs significantly from virtualization is this idea that is not a tactical silo, really, of capacity. But really, it does require that organizations adopting cloud, in order to get advantage out of it, really think about their overall policies, their overall governance towards where workloads get deployed. Uh, One of my favorite quotes in this area, it actually has nothing to do with cloud computing, but really was about business processes in general, and that's automating a mess yields an automated mess. (laughs) Well, you guys were one of the first participants in the Open Data Center Alliance, which is a customer group requiring open and interoperable cloud solutions. When you look at what Red Hat has accomplished in terms of the proof of concept around VM interoperability, you guys actually took it further than than any other solutions provider at this point in terms of being able to deliver all three characteristics that the Alliance has specified as requirements to truly meet the nature of this usage model. Which areas did you uh, go and achieve? So the first area that we worked on is the idea that you have a workload and you have to check to make sure it can run on a particular service provider, that it's the right format, that frankly it meets your policies for where it can run. The second area is to actually move that workload to those different providers, whether it's different virtualization platforms or whether it's uh, a different cloud provider. Thirdly, you do have to have that consistent experience across those different providers from a user or from an administrator, because otherwise 
you may have interoperability in some narrow technical sense, but from the point of view of being able to easily deploy and do continuous management of those workloads, you're not going to have it unless you have a consistent experience. Do you think that there's something that's represented in cloud computing that is pushing broader adoption of open source concepts and collaboration? Or is it just that the service provider industry comes from a very comfortable place when it comes to open source? Well, open source has, in a sense, won throughout the computer industry. It's not that all proprietary software has been displaced or anything like that. But really, open source has been proven to be such a compelling development methodology and distribution methodology that it's really pervasive at this point. And something like 80 or 90% of clouds are based on Linux, for example. So I don't think it should be really surprising that open source is a big part of what's happening with cloud computing as well. Um, In Red Hat's case, our CloudForms product, depending upon how you count, derives from something like 65 upstream projects and communities in open source. When you look at the work with Intel, you know, I would be remiss in not talking about the Intel Cloud Builders program, which is an area where we collaborate on reference architecture solutions. How do you try to tackle documenting something that a customer can use to get their hands wet with your technology? And um, what are the types of solutions that you guys are targeting for customers for adoption today? We have a reference architecture group because our customers do find this incredibly useful to see validated examples of various technology platforms that they can use, typically not word for word, if you would, but which gives them a working example that they can then customize for their own purposes. What we did was to do for our customers what many of them were interested in doing as a first step in cloud, namely to take products, which in many cases they already had deployed, uh, JBoss Operations Network, Red Hat Network Satellite, Red Hat Enterprise Linux, and see how they could take the first evolutionary step to the cloud in their own data centers using those products that they already had. If people listening to this episode want to find out more about reference architectures, where would they go on the Red Hat website? Redhat.com slash cloud. Uh, there are links to our reference architectures that are specific to cloud, as well as for other types of reference architectures uh, that may be an incremental step on the way to the cloud for them. Gordon, it was a pleasure talking to you as always. I know that you have a very active online presence. Uh, if people want to follow the conversation with you, where would they follow you? Twitter's probably a good start, at GHAF, G-H-A-F-F. Well, thank you very much for being on the program. Thank you, Allison.